Oh, fuck Don't piss the sound guy off. Always. Never. Welcome back. This is Headful of Hannibal, the Baltimore Fanable podcast. This is Amy. I'm Jen. Justin. And uh, yeah, we're moseying on into recording we after won't a huge give break. Up. We're not going to give up. We still have to put out our last episode, but Justin has the, he sent us the artwork, and I think I have done my part. So uh, we just have to get it up line, uh, or online. Um, we had a bit of a break because I had some health issues in April, and uh, and I'm fine, but it was a bit of a shocker. And um, so there's been some adjustment, but I'm fine. Everybody else is fine, Yay! as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> and we're uh, all alive. And so we're kind of like, I guess, yeah, I do feel like it's okay. I'm kind of getting back to the regular routine. Oh, good. Now, good. Socially, like work, I went back to work pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but everything else took a little while. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing as. Um, as things, as more social things are happening around town here, I've definitely had the, wow, my capacity for groups of people has really diminished during the pandemic. Mine too. I've definitely changed. I Yeah, the whole COVID lockdown has changed me. And I also, I'm just really worn out from trying to figure out mask, no mask situations, mm-hmm. what people's levels are. I'm fine to do whatever, you know, yeah. but it's just like, it's kind of exhausting on top of everything yeah. else and ugh. i know this i know people who are traveling and i was like i can't even think about traveling mm-hmm. i couldn't think about traveling air travel right now because yeah. i am mentally exhausted by the thought of what you have the extra and things you have to do now yeah and from what i've seen it's just it looks like the wild west out there mm-hmm. and i don't want to have to deal with that Mm-mm. nope so yeah that's uh I'm like, part of me is like, I could really use a dance party. And it's Pride Month. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I could use like a big street dance party right now. I couldn't handle a huge group of people. Yeah. Either. Which I think Baltimore Pride is this weekend. Um, it's next, the 20, next weekend. Yeah, they moved it to the end. Oh, the end of the month. Because of Juneteenth and okay. Father's Day and stuff. I okay. Think, so... Yeah, I see. That's how out of it I am. But DC's already <laughs> happened. Yeah, that was early. Yeah, it was nice and hot. I think. <laughs> Just like, well, that's the thing. I'm like, can you please have this in October? I know October's full of all the good stuff, anyways, already. Mm-hmm. But like, go ahead and move Pride to October because I'm not coming out in the heat with all the people. Mm-hmm. No, it's not happening. <laughs> Just no. That's not my idea of a goth party Pride. Time. <laughs> goth Pride in October. Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, that just reminded me. I, I've been listening to that 60s songs that explain the 90s mm-hmm. show that has now gone past 60 songs. And uh, a recent episode was about Jane's addiction. <sighs> and the guest that was on was describing the sort of LA aesthetic at the mm-hmm. late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. and described it as beach goth cabaret. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that really cemented in my brain at, mm-hmm. a, at a, a very crucial time in my aesthetic development. <laughs> and I feel like that's still slightly what I aim for. <laughs> so, but it was very, it was kind of nostalgic listening to it. I was like, ooh, this is taking me back to like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the middle of high school. I had a ginormous Jane's Addiction poster in my room. The one, the cover with the two women on it, the topless women, 
oh yeah sitting together i remember hanging up and my, <laughs> my grandmother coming over and being like oh my god <laughs> i don't think i had anything quite that provocative in my hanging in my room uh no 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 i think i had lots of u2 posters and a lost boys poster oh and sandman mm. sandman art ones which i probably still have most of them wow because i have a trash bag upstairs with all my old posters <gasps> rolled up in it Ooh. so i wonder if they're still in okay condition or if i like unroll them they'll just flake away and nothing. they might be okay i mean you might be able to put them in frames yeah there's a couple of the uh yeah. ones are still great i'm terrible about framing art <laughs> i have so much art to put just up on my do walls it. just gotta do it um so yeah, we're here today. Okay, <laughs> we'll sort of get around to the point. We're here today to talk about uh, Hannibal's season three, episode six, Dolce, which is for dessert or sweets. Um, which when I was like, I, I was like, I think this word just means sweets, and I looked it up, and it was talking about desserts as part of the Italian meal, and I'm like, now I really want a fucking cannoli mm. from Vaccaro's, so. I was like, maybe we have to pick so some good. up when we're down there today. Yeah. After recording, we are going um, down to Fell's Point to get bingsu, which is Korean shaved ice, and to go date some chairs at the Interior Define <laughs> store that just opened up, like, literally on Wednesday. And that was, like, perfect timing. I can go wallow around in one of these chairs. Oh, wow. It just opened. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Like the 15th. Awesome. Um, well, hopefully they have the chair mm-hmm. that we were considering getting. If I can ever pick a uh, a fabric. You will. It'll happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So this is, again, the um, – I don't think the episode titles really have anything to do yeah, <laughs> with the show anymore. It doesn't really – yeah. No. They're just kind of going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not eating anything today, but we were drinking – a Gordon's breakfast, which is gin, simple syrup, muddled limes, um, Worcestershire sauce, hot sauce, and cucumber slices. It's delicious. It is delicious. It's sort of a a gin and tonic and a Bloody Mary crisscross. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, I can't remember the name of the, there was a bartender who developed it. So it's like a recent drink. It's not like oh. a little classic one. I am putting this on rotation. I think it's really good because Bloody Marys, I you know, I love them for brunch, but they're too heavy. They're thick. And, yeah, they're thick. And then it almost feels like you should be eating like shrimp with them. <laughs> and then suddenly it's a whole meal. <laughs> yeah. And they do serve them with like a whole meal on top. Yeah. And this feels like some sort of distilled, like, I don't know, uh, better version of yeah. one. It reminds me of that time. Did you go with us? We went to brunch in Severna Park with Oh, with Heather. the Bloody Mary bar. Bloody Mary bar. That was like bacon. <laughs> Just <laughs> all throw sorts of it pickles. all in. I was unfortunately driving, so I think I had like <laughs> one and a half. I think one of my greatest uh, creations is bringing uh, Old Bay wings for a Bloody Mary party mm. for a garnish. Yeah. That is a good yeah. call. Yeah, I've seen ridiculous garnishes, like whole cheeseburgers. Like, yeah, that's dumb. Them. I was like, stop it. That, that's, that falls under food, not on plates. Yeah, just stop it. <laughs> like, <laughs> quit putting food on boards <laughs> and pieces of like Ugh. slate roofing. Construction materials, don't do it, are not a plate. Yeah. Uh, we really, I was telling Jen, I was putting the... Uh, show notes together today and really didn't have much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I um, I haven't been really clued into 
fandom stuff that's been going on. But I did make a valiant attempt after Jen. <laughs> well, you didn't recommend it. But I made the valiant attempt to watch the Fantastic Beast movie. Oh, the, whatever yeah. the recent one is. Yeah. The something of Dumbledore. The secrets of Dumbledore. <sighs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> um, and I... I did watch the opening scene, which, Jen, you did recommend that part. That's it. That's all you need. It's fucking fantastic. That's all you need. You're done. Yep. Um, And then I pieced out about 20 minutes later. (laughs) I was like, I don't care about any of this or these people. The acting is terrible. Yeah. Um, So if anybody has a Mads edit of the film, please, I'd love to see it. Yeah, because I, you know, I avoided it because of the whole J.K. Rowling thing, and she's an awful, horrible person. Um, didn't want to give her any money, so I waited till it hit HBO, which I have anyways, and probably everybody does now because mm-hmm. of our flag means death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, fine, it's basically free. I'm not doing any, I'm not giving anything to her. Mm-hmm. So I put it on, and yeah, that first uh, scene is could just be like Will and Hannibal. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he says, he says something along the lines of like, well, why did you do all this stuff or whatever? And um, uh, Dumbledore says, I was in love with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh! And Mads looks fucking amazing. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. And he's got, he's doing that same still face slightly disgusted look that he uses a lot with Hannibal. Yeah, he's definitely channeling Hannibal in mm-hmm. that character. Like he flipped through the cards and was like, okay, probably yeah. like 95% of Hannibal and then like, you know, 5% like action dude yeah. <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with, with, wand. A, with a wand or whatever. Um, um, yeah. So Mad said it would be fabulous. I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, just him. Because he does. I, you didn't get through the whole movie, but later on, when they have the battle, he's and people have pointed this out. He's very um, dancery with his, mm. you know, style of bat of wizard battling. Yeah, um, he's like it. Definitely, like he uses his whole body, and his lines are beautiful, oh. and like all of that, like dancer training comes out, um, which is really lovely to see. And they definitely have like they play it as exes that were in love and Mm -hmm. had a horrible breakup and went different ways and so there's definitely that tension and they're both really good actors Mm -hmm. i mean i don't i'm like eh, choose law whatever but they're both really good actors that are clearly there to cash a check but also they you know they bring it so like the mads parts are worth it maybe i'll just like put it on and fast forward (laughs) to the parts because it was like the first I think actually maybe not even half an hour into it. I made um it was the first real scene that Ezra Miller's in and I was just like oh, I don't care about this. <laughs> and the whole part oh be, but there is um Dan what's his face? Oh yeah. I can't remember his last Fogelberg. name. Fogelberg. Is that it? No. Oh no. something. Our cheese guy. The cheese guy. Um and I did it was nice to see him in something. Yeah. Like it was nice to see him in something where he seemed like not as pathetic <laughs> as Franklin. He's like slightly pathetic, but people are yes. like, that guy's magical anyways, because that's like part of the Harry Potter thing. Uh-oh. It's like, oh, the Hufflepuffs have their... Fogler. Fogler. Dan Fogler. See, I was yeah. close. Thank you for looking that up for us, Dan Fogelberg is like some singer from the 70s, right? <laughs> 
you probably heard it at a party your parents so were having on, on the high five. So close. Um, but the, yeah, it was the scene where like they're sort of assembling all the people, I guess, that are supposed to fight Grindelwald, and mm. I was like, I don't give a shit about any of these people. Yeah. I mean, because it was Mads, and I didn't really know anything about it in any ways, I was just like, I'm rooting for Mads. <laughs> well, yeah, of course we are. Bring it. Obviously. Uh, so, yeah, that's about the only content. Well, I found is. this shirt that I think that the fandom needs to adopt, and we need to somehow get you, Dancy, to wear. Okay. <laughs> it's a horrible t-shirt. It says, I got my ass eaten at the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. <laughs> That's a thing. It's a thing. It's an actual t-shirt. It's a t-shirt that you can buy. Where did you find this? Somebody. It's on Teespring. Um, somebody made it. You can buy it, it. It sounds like somebody put it on there as like a bachelor party shirt or something <laughs> and decided let me make this public so other people like, can buy it. Will Graham needs to wear this shirt. <laughs> I know. You know what? If we ever go to another public Hannibal event, I will buy that shirt and wear it there. <laughs> Some brave soul needs to give one to Hugh Dancy because I honestly think he'd probably wear it. <laughs> I don't know. I was... Um, checking some old like uh, i had gone into my into the into our uh podcast mm-hmm. twitter account and there was some old uh alerts and some of it was about the person who showed up on his doorstep a couple oh, months ago God. and i was like oh if he wants to avoid everybody right now that he would be terrible. surprised honestly why do people fucking do that i don't know stop i don't know i mean when we went and saw his play the play he was in that time i mean we were like i was like i don't really feel the need yeah. to hang around to meet him if anybody wanted to mm-hmm. i would but I... but he's so nice to people that do hang mm-hmm. around like both of them are so genuine and nice to the mm-hmm. fandom why would you overstep their boundaries and do that yeah that's terrible i could see like maybe if you were happened to be going down the street as he was going to his house and be like <laughs> hey dude i loved hannibal right. great job and continuing uh, on your way especially in new york where like people just don't do that no. like that's why that's why actors live in new york because they know that like people are going to be chill about shit yeah guess not anymore mm. don't be unchill about shit people it oh sucks. The other thing we have to talk about is the guy with the eels in his basement. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. I can't even remember how I found it now. Like the band? What? The eels? Eels in the basement? The basement? No, just like There's the, a band the, called the eels. I've never yeah. listened to them. Wow. Well, Amy sent me um, randomly a TikTok, uh, or no, a Twitter that was referencing a TikTok uh, account of a guy who has eels in his, or was getting a shipment of eels in his basement. And so I went on it. Uh And yeah, so his story, which doesn't really check out, (laughs) is that he bought this house and he didn't know that he had a cistern in the basement. Okay. And it's like this giant, like imagine a normal basement, but it's water. It's like this giant pool of water water Uh in the basement. We've had that. (laughs) <laughs> no, like on purpose. And he says he bought it and didn't realize that it was there. Did he look at the basement? <laughs> That's 
suspicious. Mm-hmm. So then once he realized it was there and he gets down it, there's like a manhole. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's why, because there's not like a door. Mm-hmm. It's a manhole. He, you climb down it and then it's got little sort of stepping stones and he decided he was going to fill it with fish and aquatic life and all whatever. And then he decided he was getting a whole batch of eels. And so as you do. His whole TikTok was about waiting for the eel delivery. And Amy sent this to me. Because, hey, like, fresh eels. <laughs> Anytime. This is way too Mason Verger. Yeah. Uh, no. I was like, what? Is there any light down there? Um. Yeah, I don't know if they had, like, it's, I remember, like, I think he had little, like, um, like, high level windows or, or okay. cutouts okay to the outside maybe it just feels like so i guess it's kind of like an indoor pond yeah but in a basement yeah i don't know with eels <laughs> with eels well anytime you're like setting up weird shit in the basement it's suspicious yeah yeah it starts to get <laughs> real sketchy like our basement is full of paint and building materials and litter boxes and the laundry area (laughs) absolutely no eels nope Uh, and i've and i've been deep into the sump there's no eels there oh yeah yeah just to replace our sump (laughs) pump and he had to get into like the hole in the basement floor to do that and bless justin because (laughs) there was no fucking way I would do that. Wow. Go, Justin. Yes. Uh, I would have paid a lot of money for somebody else to do it. <laughs> Instead, I have my partner do it. Uh, well, I'm glad that was so amusing because I just saw it and I was like, I don't even know. And I don't have a TikTok account, so it wouldn't let uh, me like open them all oh. up. But I was like, I just saw the stills and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's going to end. <laughs> Hopefully better than it did for Mason. I'm following him now, so we'll see. Oh, oh, good. We'll have an eel update on the next episode. It's screwed with the, my algorithm of <laughs> Japanese drag queens that keep showing up, but whatever. <laughs> um, the only other thing I was going to say is you had mentioned it. Uh, we both watched Our Flag Means Death. Mm-hmm. We are happy to report that we both loved it just like pretty much everybody else yep i was put the little note here it feels sort of like the anti-hannibal it's like so well adjusted and and uh relatively healthy yeah i mean people have problems but it seems like they're working through them Mm -hmm. i um i it's amazing how quickly that fandom sprung up Mm -hmm. like it's just like like going through all the through its all its stages, all its stages of fandom in like two months, which is yeah. kind of wild. Yeah, I've seen some comments about that. People are like, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's really fast." And it didn't. I mean, it didn't obsess me as much as other stuff like Hannibal or The Untamed has obsessed me. But mm-hmm. it, it's a great show. I'm glad they're getting a second season. I think there was not quite enough like angst to it. Yes, like I really love my my stuff with a good dose of like yeah just intense feelings <laughs> and we a bit like of tragedy dark. yeah <laughs> dark and, and tragic yeah and um and so i was i mean it's not that there aren't tragic parts to mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but it yeah it just doesn't i was like this is really great i'm looking forward to the next 
season. I'm glad that somebody finally sort of mined the pirate genre for the queerness of mm. pirates because mm-hmm. there's so many stories and so much like weird history about that of like uh, women pirates, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and all sorts of stuff that yeah. they could do. So I'm like, that's cool. I'm not really into pirates, but that's cool. Um, it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it to Ren Faire this year, but I'm waiting to see pictures <laughs> oh, coming God. back of people's costumes. Yes. I'm sure I'm sure it will it'll happen. Yeah. Uh the what was I going to say? Oh, I have seen some criticism of the fact that it doesn't address some of the historical stuff background for the actual people. Mm. Oh, the yeah, like, other bonnet was really and all, different. Yeah. Which I like the problematic background mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. or possible background of. And I'm, I felt like of the, for the contained universe story, it's trying to convey. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Totally. If it was trying to make a bigger point and yeah. that was neglected, yeah. then I would. Well, they're very much like, this is how it is. This is, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. They got a dude wearing Crocs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, come on. The, it's, <laughs> This, There's the crown royal bag. It's not that. <laughs> yeah. There's the what we're convinced are, yes, an H&M scoop neck t-shirt, <laughs> which I told Justin he would look quite fetching wearing. I'm sure. I'm sure it's kind of like a $30, $40 t-shirt, though. No. I oh, H&M? No. No, it's like eight <laughs> permanently on sale. Um, so when I- we get the season four of Hannibal, um, I hope that Taika will be a guest director. <sighs> hmm. Because he's done guests or a couple of things, and it's been fantastic. So I see no reason not to. That would be great. Except he's busy. He is very busy. But I think it would uh, uh, add a level of absurdity. (laughs) Though he'd probably... Absurd and Hannibal? (laughs) He'd probably be great for, like, if they do a Cuba season for some fashion direction. Yeah, he would. Oh, and he would put himself in it, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In a romper. Uh, What was I going to say? I can't remember. But yeah, it's just, it's actually, I think what has been most delightful is seeing how it has, like, been the, been the thing that people need to see themselves in, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. see about themselves. Mm -hmm. That's been really nice. Yeah. Like, and so I understand why it's really struck a chord Mm -hmm. for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I just need a little more, a little more pain. Pain and darkness. (laughs) Yes. Just if there's some tragedy to it. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is my jam. Can we put a little cannibalism in here. Yeah. <laughs> I am sure it happened. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, Can someone get drenched in blood? <laughs> more, more blood. I think there was blood in it. Somebody- Preferably like the dude with the best cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> there has been there has been stabbing to the gut. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, because Slippy can add to her gay stabbing list oh, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> check, check, done. So I think that's all the things I had to talk about before yeah. we got into our episode. Um, which this, as I, I finished this, and I was like, next one's Jen's favorite, favorite, favorite. I know. Uh, which this kind of, in a way, feels a little bit like. Um, another one of those sort of summary episodes like Mm -hmm. it's getting everybody like positioned Mm -hmm. for the next crazy shit that's gonna happen yeah but it's got the the painting 
the meeting at the Which museum. Oh, it does have the painting. And I was like, oh, man, I'm watching this. I'm catching Hanagram feels all over oh, again. Yeah. Ah! It was just that, like, this is at that real... I think this is something I love about the show is the tension that they maintained. If like, if Will is all in or acting, is it like a scheme or is it his, like he's going along? Mm. Is he changing his mind as he's going? Mm -hmm. Like all those things, like they manage to keep Mm -hmm. that tension going. Yeah. And Hugh Dancy, acts it so well where it's like he it's like he believes multiple truths at the same time and you're never quite sure which one Mm -hmm. has risen to the top yeah he's a gemini i think so that makes total sense (laughs) (laughs) i will defer to you on this (laughs) um but it's like because you know he goes and he finds hannibal and he there's like hannibal's reaction like they Hannibal's so happy to see him Mm -hmm. and he seems so happy to have found Hannibal Mm -hmm. in like this positive way, except Mm -hmm. then he pulls a fucking knife out Mm -hmm. 10 minutes later. And you're like, what, what is the truth? He probably doesn't even know. There's layers. Well, I mean, there's layers because Hannibal, who in the last episode was like, uh, if I, if I forgive him, I have to eat him. Mm -hmm. So you know kind of what's coming. Although I remember the first time I saw it, I didn't know that was coming. I was like, oh my God, they're going to do the brain eating scene, but it's going to be Will. What the hell? Brian Fuller, you're so mean. (laughs) The worst. Um, But, you know, Hannibal's already decided in his stupid way that like this is what has to happen i have to have the dinner party i'm gonna have will and i'm gonna eat his brain and then everything will be fine (laughs) my feelings will be gone and i will be fine i can move on with my life and it's just so horrible to see him a slave to that kind of like thinking and then like you said underneath it they're in love and they have like and they're truly happy to see each other and they want to be with each other and then you know will on top of it has this whole like righteous i'm a i gotta catch the bad guy i'm the good guy and everybody was like will you're not the good guy like (laughs) nobody thinks you're the good guy i don't know why you're trying to be a good guy um but he's got that on top of it and so it's like all this shit they're battling with and it's just like so frustrating well it just reminds me of Hannibal's thing with having to eat him reminds me of like a kid who's like you know if I can't have something nobody can have it like that if I have to break that toy or destroy that Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. um, and it's so I mean it's petty oh, and it's it, so petty it's, and vindictive yeah even, and else, i mean i know we're jumping ahead but it's like even what he says to um jack in the scene about like yeah jack we're like spent all this time getting in will's head figuratively so let's just eat let's just get in his head for real <laughs> mm-hmm. just like you bastard <laughs> like it's a joke like it's like it's a funny fucking joke yeah. to him like ah. I know. And it's actually that scene. I'm like, 
what what is worse to be the person getting drilled into or the person watching that whole thing because it's a real fine line between which one is worse yeah and that's the scene of all the gore and everything described in the in the books Mm -hmm. that was the scene that like yeah i will occasionally flash back to randomly and be like oh fuck well i said it's the same as the um the scene is it Sogliato when mm-hmm. the ice pick to the mm-hmm. temple that mm-hmm. just freaks me out. <laughs> uh, and some people at work, I do not remember the discussion, but someone was like, Oh, I remember from a TV show or something, so, and gave like the vaguest detail of the whole brain section mm-hmm. of the Hannibal film. Oh, uh-huh. Like, they were like, there was this film and there was this thing and I whipped around and I was like, yeah, that was in the Hannibal film. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's a guy they eat his brain. <laughs> Ray, Ray Liotta. He, yeah. Yeah, rest in peace. Oh, that's what, I guess they were talking about him having passed away. Oh, yeah. wow. Because that scene kept coming up on Facebook. Oh. <laughs> Well, this was a couple. That's what it was. Now I'm all remembering it all. It was a couple of my coworkers talking about the things they had like seeing right later. Yeah, and I was like, so in fact, the thing with that though is like that character was so horrible that you wanted to see Hannibal do something awful to him. Mm -hmm. Like he was so terrible to Clarice. He was such a misogynistic asshole. You're like, yeah, man, get him, Hannibal. Yeah, (laughs) and then to like have that. And use it on Will just like broke my heart. Yeah. Damn you, Brian it's, Fuller. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, Hannibal, no. And he's like, Hannibal, yes. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, just the like to have somebody trying to kill you and eat you when you at least have all your faculties about you mm-hmm. and can attempt to defend yourself versus mm-hmm. being like frozen there and unable to do anything. Yeah. And but Will is still a brat and a jerk to him. It was like this soup is horrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Um Yeah, that was so. And for some reason I had Maybe there's a – do they flash back to that scene later on, like, when they're – when Maybe. Mason's men show up? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, because it ends with, like, it cuts off there. You don't see what happens. And then they're hanging in the pig truck. Right. And they get to Muskrat Farm. So, in the next episode, it starts where they show you what – how okay. they got out of it. And the men come in and Chio – shoots yeah, yeah. and everything and then yeah so it does okay. it goes backwards in the beginning of the next because i was like am i did i just fill that all in in my brain no <laughs> yeah you get to see it in yeah the next episode okay. thank you yeah um uh, but that is a great cut mm-hmm. to be like i mean if you were watching the the show airing i could see it as a i mean i feel like by the time you're at this point you're all in yeah but to drag people forward into the next episode yeah. is like that is a great like what the fuck happened that this is the next yeah scene? yeah well i feel like this episode even though the next one is really my favorite but this episode um definitely like ramps it up and it's not dragging as much as i know we've been saying like some of the episodes before this were kind of like just setting stuff mm-hmm. up and this one feels like yeah now we're cooking like we got um you know the the murder wives and mm-hmm. like all the stuff is kind of like all happening. the all the it's like like it's popping it's like the am i using the right metaphor like the chessboard's been all set up mm-hmm. 
like mm-hmm. ever, all the players are mm-hmm. in and ready to go. Yeah. I think I'm mixing metaphors or something. Whatever. But, um, I don't do any of those <laughs> games. I don't do sports. <laughs> I don't do chess. You don't play chess? No, I've never played chess. Um, sorry, I was my brain sort of spaced mm-hmm. out. Um, so we jumped to the end. We did the, jump to the end, the but that's not bad. Yeah, that is fine, not bad. Because we start off with the sort of the fallout from Jack and Hannibal's most delicious confrontation yes. from the last episode. God, that was fucking great. I love seeing him get the beat down as much it's as Hannibal great. is like, I'm way more of a Hannibal girl than a Will girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but to see Jack get to just wail on him is... Yeah, because Hannibal needs a beat down sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so smug. <laughs> and just the... Um, just the whole, like, in the bath and Bedelia taking care of him and you know him just sort of sitting there sitting with his what the fuck has happened and yeah and that kind of acknowledgement that like his cover is totally blown Mm -hmm. and now he has to figure out what his next yeah i like that he looks um I mean, as frumpy as Mads as Hannibal can look in the beginning of this episode, like when he's on the veranda drawing the Florence oh, landscape. Yeah. And um, I guess because Bedelia looks so fucking fabulous in this episode and so put together mm-hmm. and that like bodycon dress oh, yeah. that looks very expensive and her hair like perfectly done. Um, she looks so good. And he's just like in this sort of frumpy-ish sweater with his hair down mm-hmm. and just looks like he's at the end like, yeah he's, he's at a like, slow point can't deal but he still looks amazing yeah, yeah yeah he still looks amazing but i like the contrast from when we first saw him when he arrived at florence with like his italian suits and you know everything was like perfect and he was just like a happy like what does Matt say a happy little duckling, duckling. <laughs> but, but it's also the thing of the like having himself all pulled and put together mm-hmm to cover up how he feels inside. Yes. So it's like everything's a little stripped away now yeah. and you're seeing like Yeah. You're seeing yeah his his what a mess he is. Yeah. In a very expensive cashmere sweater, I'm sure, <laughs> that fits like a glove. I'm super sad in a very expensive cashmere sweater. <laughs> I want to be that level of in sad. In a gorgeous apartment in Florence. <laughs> yes, that is a uh, that that's what I aim towards. Mine is more like I'm in an old t-shirt and leggings on the couch. <laughs> I'm going to order ice cream and pay ridiculous price for somebody to deliver it to me. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite to there, but <laughs> if I order ice cream by DoorDash, you'll know that like shit's really going down. $40 fine. Whatever, bring it to me. I don't care. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm I'm looking at my notes here. I have such things as mm, the bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bath scene is just everything. It's so beautiful. Oh, so it, like Will, Will shows up. Will just shows up looking like he literally just fell off that train, which makes me think that Chio pushed him off the train like right outside of Florence. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you walk here? Did you catch a cab? <laughs> like, you look like crap. I mean, we've already established that transportation in Hannibal is a magical thing <laughs> that just happens. No matter where you are, if you're in Baltimore or Florence mm-hmm. or whatever, it's just like, you get where you need to go in a couple minutes. 
Well, I com- don't question it. <laughs> I commented in the very in the very very beginning. Hannibal stumbling through Florence, covered in blood, mm-hmm. covered in blood, and I was like, "Is this the same logic that accounts for the quote unquote tunnels under Baltimore?" Oh yeah, he can just wander through Florence. Mm-hmm. I did find out more about tunnels in Baltimore, though. What? what did you find out? They all kind of are centered around the church that's by the uh, Enoch Pratt Library. Okay. Midtown. Really? The Enoch. Catholic Church? Yeah. Okay. They kind of uh, radiate out. Yeah, they radiate, radiate out from there. It's a secret <gasps> Catholic on, uh, conspiracy. From the hill, yeah. That totally fits the Hannibal universe, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It could be going There's probably one church. right to the Engineer Club. We got to get our asses into the engineer club somehow. <laughs> What's the engineer club? That's the Garrett, uh, oh. the Garrett Jacobs mansion. Okay, let's infiltrate it. We must know somebody. Let's do it. Maybe. We'll have to get like normal people clothes. <laughs> I have bright green hair right now, so... <laughs> You I have need a wig. wig. You, I know you have. I was like, I have a half wig. bleached baby mullet. <laughs> My hair is slightly pink. Yes. Um, well, I'll wear lace fronts. <laughs> Expensive lace front ri- wigs. Considering, like, my. Except for the show, because I was admiring um, Margot's hair, which oh. I think is a wig there, I'm pretty sure. Oh, her hair looks so good in this episode. Oh, God, I, love I love it. I've always loved that look. It's like the Biba look from the 70s, mm-hmm. where it's kind of yeah, smooth at disco. the top and then real big. Yep. It's very disco. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, she's so beautiful. She is beautiful. When we met her, I was just like, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were at the restaurant, and I was facing her and her person who was with her, yeah. and I was all like, okay, just don't stare at her. <laughs> Don't be well, weird. Well, she's trying don't to eat be dinner. weird. Just don't be weird. Yeah. She's probably like, those people are really weird. <laughs> like, I'm just going to drink this beer and look off in the other direction. But you did really well when she came to our table. You, I like, just... asked her about her knitting for her dogs. Like, you had questions for her, Amy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was really impressed. Thanks. That's called like, Instagram stalking. <laughs> Thank God Amy's talking. <laughs> I think I was probably real drunk at that point, too. <laughs> God, Amy's talking because I can't say anything. Yeah, I'm. T- this is why I don't want to meet famous people. Because I, I mean, I did okay, but usually I'm just like, "Hi, how's the weather?" Anyway, yes, Marco looked fabulous. Yeah, she did look fabulous. I forgot. Oh, lace fronts. I was going to say all of my um my my main wig interaction recently is through all the sea dramas. So I just see everybody with one of those half up, like elaborate, super long down to your waist. A, yeah. Top knot thing. Yes. <sighs> I've always wanted hair. I, if I wouldn't put one of those, I'll just flip my hair around. <laughs> we'll show up in the engineer club. <laughs> Flipping our long hair. Like normal people. <laughs> with, with normal colored hair. <laughs> Talking about normal thing, business things. Business things. Buy, sell, merge. My stocks are doing well. How do you feel about crypto? I did a business. I have no opinion about Boy Love series at all. <laughs> I mean, that's literally how I feel about every day. Please let us into your club. That's how I feel at work. <sighs> But I'm like, I mean that I work with very nice people, but I'm like, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. They're normal. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty normal. There's there I mean there's some there's definitely some not. I there's some uh there's some uh slightly more eccentric folks. <laughs> but the ones that I work that are like right where my desk is and everything mm-hmm. are um I'm like we just think about different things. Yeah. Yeah. We have different priorities. It's cool. Um I was thinking through this as we were watching all those beginning parts with uh, Hannibal and Bedelia. Like, I'm just amazed at the shit she gets away with when he's like, you packed late. And she's like, oh, I'm not coming with you. Mm-hmm. All of I'm like, I'm guessing. Sh- oh, I'm thinking about something here. Her. By being unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I think she's trying to keep herself valuable to him. Like if she keeps being like this, then he keeps being intrigued and lets her yes. go. Cause I had forgotten about this where she's like, you're going to eat me, but you're going to drag it out. Right. And you just, and to eat me right now would be too soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm out of here. Yeah. And Catch it, me later. And by, yeah, by being interesting like that, she's mm-hmm. able to keep him yeah. pursuing her, but just, far away enough yeah which i think makes the very ending ending of mm-hmm. the series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. make yeah. a little more sense we need to know we just need to know what happened yeah yeah i know some i think with the with that last scene of the series some people are like what the fuck is going on and i was yeah. like well now rewatching, i'm like oh i can see that that was sort of the inevitable mm-hmm. outcome for her mm-hmm but and yeah. she was kind of into it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean people consent to things in all sorts of ways yep <laughs> but i w- i will agree that she did look like i like she's wearing a dress that in a way is covering and also simultaneously barely there i know it's got like that plunging neckline and it's like perfectly draped on her and she just looks amazing. It's real and it's, slit up the thighs, I mm-hmm. think, too. And it's just everything about her is very femme fatale. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I'm definitely not that pulled together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the great thing about Bedelia. Yeah, she like looks so pulled together and she's like, I'm going to like, dose myself up with the the Hannibal special Mm -hmm. so I don't know what the fuck's going on and pretend I like a complete ditz and it's just like this perfect blend of like fuck off Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'm above all of you it's great I love Bedelia well in a way she's sort of um she's getting away with shit the same way that Hannibal is but in a way that's I think a little more like understandable, like, like the, um, the police guy, like Mm -hmm. understands that she's full of shit, Mm -hmm. but it's in a, like, in a very like manageable way, in a way you expect people, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I expect somebody to be pretending they don't know what's going on. Yeah. As opposed to Hannibal's like (laughs) subterfuge is so much more elaborate mm-hmm. and so much darker. Mm-hmm. But like, she's at the manageable level of doing like pulling something over on people. And uh, yeah, I love the tension in that scene of her, you know, the like, I know what you're doing. And I know what you're doing. And you know, I know what I'm doing. And 
all the back and forth. Oh. Uh, she's great. Um, after like all that, all the beginning sort of setup, we mm-hmm. flip over to Mason and Cordell, oh. and I put a note here that Cordell's line this isn't meat it's man mm-hmm. like he's pointing it out to me was a great contrast to hannibal who sees people mm. as livestock mm-hmm. like cordell is like no the whole point mm-hmm. is that you're eating a person this person that you want to get revenge on where hannibal's glossing over things and being like well i mean they're people but they're, you know, not people like they're real pigs. people. They're pigs. Yeah. yeah. They're not people like I'm people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I really appreciate that, that con- like, comparison <laughs> to the... Um, oh. It's unrelated. My friend was making a little buzzing sound. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dog paws. We had a family move on to our street. And do they have children that uh, just scream as they go by. <laughs> and they, they also have teenagers walking with them up and down the street, like mm-hmm. back and forth right now, which is really interesting. Oh. Occasionally they have dance breaks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> they should be skating. They <laughs> repaved the, the block <laughs> below us. Uh-huh. And I'm like, they all need to be down there with their bikes and their skates and Aww. everything, like on that fresh asphalt with an older kid keeping out watch for cars. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what you do. Um, but... Uh, that uh, the sorry, I got distracted by note that the Peking, the Peking yeah. duck Hannibal, <laughs> so gross. And they had it when we were at Fanibal Fest. Yeah, Janice Boone brought it, and it was like parked <laughs> in the front of the room all weekend. <laughs> there is, and it was gross. <laughs> there, somebody got um footage of her like dragging it into the hotel like with it over her shoulder (laughs) like did she borrow it for the con or does she end up with that one she might own it yeah i don't know i saw i think she's doing some like working with star trek oh i think so yeah which is awesome yeah cordell his whole thing reminded me of like because i went to art school and i remember there's like white dudes in my art school who were trying to be all like conceptual and mm-hmm. do these big conceptual pieces and they would talk about it and I'd be like no dude you don't get it you're just <laughs> like you don't get it there's all this like stuff around it that you think is the thing and it's not the thing <laughs> and it's exactly what Cordell reminded me of you know it's like you're not you're not at Hannibal's level you never will be you don't get it just stop well it's all the other like he's in a long line of pale imitations mm-hmm. through the show. Like, mm-hmm. Franklin wanted to be as sophisticated as Hannibal. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, Anthony Dimond was like the fake Will. And all that. <laughs> so it's just one more. Poor Scarf Dad. Poor Thirsty Scarf Dad. <laughs> I still am, like, amazed he was only in one episode. It felt like so much longer. It really did. He had a big impact. Um. I oh, and speaking of Mason, this was like kind of through the whole episode. I was sort of struck. There's the scene with him and Margot, and I was like, it's amazing how much power he has for somebody who 
who physically can't do very much. Right. Like, he can't, like, physically hurt somebody himself. Mm -hmm. It's all through the power that he has over other people. Mm -hmm. And... And it's, I'm guessing, most of it through money. Yeah. Like, you offer people enough money and they'll do all sorts of things. But I was like, I'm like, he's so destructive in a way. I guess it kind of taps into other people's tendencies mm-hmm. of, like, he's, like, do this thing for me. Mm. And people do it. Like, you have to, I think, in a way, be willing to do this kind of things anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to go kidnap somebody or right. shoot somebody or feed somebody to pigs or all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, he knows. I, I mean, Mason knows that the whole system is corrupt. So he's able to just use it because he has no ethical or moral compass. So, Well, I was thinking about how he's essentially tortured Margot. Yeah. And other than the car accident and surgery, but I mean, he still had to get people. He didn't like do that physically himself. Mm -hmm. He paid somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. So all of that, like his hands in a way are very clean. He hasn't done anything. He's just put it all into motion. Yeah. And um, even at this point, I mean, eventually we see the tables turn, but he's still using that over Margot at this point. Mm-hmm. He's still like, I'm just going to threaten you and, mm-hmm. you know, because people will listen to me that they'll do the things for me that I can't or won't do myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Margot, um, you know, has the the added bonus of like being the family member and the sister and the person that's been abused by him. And Mm -hmm. so she's just feels very like beat down and kind of like, yeah, whatever. I guess this is going to be my life forever kind of thing going on until, you know, until she meets um, Alana. Alana. Well, and it's, like when Mason's going on about the whole thing about we need to verge your baby and all, I sort of be like, just step outside yourself and think about what you're saying. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't know. This is how you end up with the weird, like, European families in the Renaissance and stuff. It right. looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 yeah it, like the um, Habsburgs. Habsburgs. The Habsburgs. Yeah. <laughs> That's some pretty crazy shit. Well, even the was it the Hanoverians that led to the Windsors? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean the British royal family is nothing to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, not, yeah, I think it was. I was. I've been listening to Noble Blood, and they were just doing some slightly more quote unquote recent, aka like end of the nineteenth century mm-hmm. episodes. And uh, yeah, I was talking about the Hanovers, who I think are who got, I think it was them that got renamed to the Windsors because mm-hmm. they were uh, because of anti German sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all the links between the British and the Russian mm-hmm. and the everybody else <laughs> in Europe. <coughs> but yeah, that just it's funny, all the gore and all the stuff. And it's like Mason talking about that that squicks me out the most. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so gross. Um, 
But then there's our fan art scene. <laughs> Hannibal doing a sketch. Oh, sitting in front of the art. They play the music. Play the and music. Will comes in. And they just sit there and just moon over each other. <laughs> they both look pretty rough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're both like stripped away of like everything. And they're like, all right, whatever. We're so tired. And it's the thing of... uh Man, I guess they're kind of talking about like Jack sort of talks about the whole thing of like, are the police going to move on Mm -hmm. any of the obvious clues that they have about all this stuff? Because they are corrupted, and are they going to bother? And it's, but it still amazes me the like amount of time and space the characters are given to just go around Florence and look at art <laughs> and be emotional and all those other like the police are doing less than nothing. Yeah, and yeah, it's funny. I mean, I'm sure the Uffizi Gallery is always very much more crowded than it is in that scene. Oh, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm. I don't even think there's a bench there. I think somebody said, like, in reality, the walls are a different color. Mm-hmm. And they CGI'd that in. Like, Brian picked the color. Mm-hmm. And then there is no bench there. Um, which is sad, because I would want to go see, <laughs> you just wanna sit see there. the bench. Um, but yeah, that conversation is just, like, so beautiful with the music playing. And Will's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And we've begun to blur. And... Is it Misha? Is it Abigail? I don't even know. (sighs) It's like a good summary. Like, he's really, like, summing up all this crazy shit that's happened. Like, because what? Is it episode... We've got 13 episodes. This is six. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, it's really, like, closing out this chapter mm-hmm. and bringing all, all the parts. But it's funny, when he brings up Misha's name, I was like, I kind of forgot they talked about her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they use her, her as background for Hannibal in the show, and I'm really like, wow, it, I don't feel like it was necessary. Right. At all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they went to his home, and so they showed her grave, mm-hmm. so. But they just alluded to stuff that I think, I think Brian Fuller said that they were going to either explore more if they had the time to do a whole season of the Florence arc, mm. whereas he had to squish the Red Dragon and the and the Florence Hannibal into one season Mm because they were worried that that was going to be the last season and Mm. he needed to get to Red Dragon. Mm -hmm. So a lot of stuff got cut. Mm. And I think the Misha stuff got cut and a lot of Chio's background background got cut because of it. Yeah, because she sort of shows up and you're like, (laughs) so who are you again? Because at some point he um, actually inquired about casting David Bowie as the uncle, as Mm. Hannibal's uncle. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And didn't know that Bowie had cancer at the time Mm -hmm. and was dying and just got like a denial or whatever, like, no, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I mean, they were doing, they were planning a much bigger arc, I think. Mm -hmm. But it, it, 
it hit me, I guess, in a way, because I'd sort of forgotten with this sort of spacing out of the because our rewatches are mm-hmm. happening spaced out. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, at least. Yeah, me too. That it's sort of, I wouldn't say an inconsequential part of the storyline, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it, do, it, it doesn't feel like it's propelled. Yeah. Angle. And that's, I think that's good and fine. I know Brian has said, like, when he's when he read the backstory, like the whole Misha thing kind of pissed him off. Like mm-hmm. he every time somebody said Misha, he wanted to throw the book across the room. Um and and yeah, and that whole book is kind of like weird and doesn't really fit. And from what we know, um Harris was kind of forced to write it. Yeah. And was told like if you don't write it, somebody else will because we own the rights. And so yeah, like who really needs Misha? <laughs> I am I am of the the Hannibal just is. Yeah. Yeah, I love that School line. Yeah, I just I just am. Like nothing made me. Yeah. I just I just am. But yeah, the um oh, what was I thinking? Sorry, my brain. I was like, man, that drink was like really strong. <laughs> I'm still sipping on mine. I'm glad there was only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, my tolerance is pretty like yeah. flat right now. So, yeah. um, but I did. Oh, I pointed out that I think I'm wearing this. They haven't been in the same scene in all six episodes. You only see them in. There's the one where they're in the crypt, but they're not together, right? And you see them in uh, flashbacks and yeah. stuff, but you don't see them like they haven't. They haven't been together since yeah. the gay stabbing. Yes, <laughs> there hasn't been that. And I was like, in a way, I was like so impressed that they managed to take your main couple of the show and separate them and still make it so compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and make like there's so much of the characters there when they're not there. Yeah, and all the scenes, yeah, like which is great for the storytelling and how much they've like, it, like embodied the characters, yeah. and so that even just the idea of them. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely. I mean, Hannibal through this whole first part of season three. Like, Will is like a ghost around him the entire time. He doesn't shut up about Will. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't stop talking about Will. And Will is just doesn't stop thinking about Hannibal. So they're always together in a way. Yeah. I'm just thinking of everybody around them being like, when your friend has a bad breakup and you take them <laughs> out for drinks, but it's like never ending. <laughs> it's all the time. Can we please stop talking about this person? Yes. Yeah. 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 Poor yeah. Bedelia. You'd have to be, I think, on some kind of drugs <laughs> to listen to him. We'll go on about that all the time. Bedelia and Jack need to form some sort of, yeah, support support system. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in happier notes, we have the kaleidoscopic sex scene, yeah. which I was like, I cannot, I cannot believe. I was like, this is more graphic than it's if so graphic. it was full nudity, full sex scene. <laughs> It's great. It's fabulous. It is more. Gra- I'm trying to think of the most graphic sex scene I've seen with two women. I think is probably stuff from The Handmaiden, mm. like recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outside of porn, right? Um, and I was like, "This is more graphic." Yeah. 
Well, and I was watching it this time, and I want to say something about people who, and I know we don't care about these people anyways, but people who say that Hannibal is queer baiting, which we all know it's not, but I think it's really telling that they completely, completely mm. ignore any of the the women's storyline, the lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, um, these two, mm-hmm. and the fact that they have a full relationship, and at the end, they're going off into the sunset, and they survive, and like... And nobody talks about that. Like mm-hmm. nobody brings that up. And people are like, "Oh, Hannibal's queer baiting me. You never me 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 whatever." I'm like, "Dude, um, are you just completely discounting the lesbian relationship that yes. happens?" Yes, they are. <laughs> they are. Of course they are. Of course they are. And that's just very telling to the people that like to uh, have that bullshit argument. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and how we still, and I know I do it myself, center male mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and male perspectives. Yep. But I was, I, I, I didn't verbalize this. Well, Justin, Justin came in was like sitting there watching, probably because the sound was probably reverberating through the house as I was watching. That's a great show, soundtrack cause, part cause too. I, yeah. I yeah. Sound cranked up. But I was like, put me in the middle of that sandwich <laughs> right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes, yeah, yes. It's so hot. It's so like, yeah, it's so hot. Um, and uh, and that not to say that like showing like physical consummation of a relationship means that you're not like you're not queer baiting. Yeah. By the way, I just want to add that on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, come on. <laughs> Co-signed. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> That is a beautiful, lovely, sparkly soapbox that you're on. <laughs> and I support it. Um, I did note that, you know, after after the sex scene, when they're sort of putting themselves back together, I was like, I said, Margo is so precise and beautiful. And it's like, she's so femme and everything. Mm-hmm. And she is also brutal and efficient mm. and practical mm-hmm. like i love that combination mm. like you wouldn't well i don't think people expect it mm-hmm. and she is like she has those some of the same ruthless qualities as her brother except they're turned in a different yeah direction yeah um like she has a uh i don't know if you'd want to say it's like a kindness but she has like a, a a light side to her as opposed to just all the dark mm-hmm. that he's got. Well, I think she's another example of a survivor, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I think, one of the big major underlying themes of Hannibal in general is how do you survive through horrible, horrible shit happening to you and everybody takes a different path and mm-hmm. Hannibal's chosen this really bizarre way. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat people. But, you know, her, she's a survivor mm-hmm. and this is like, she's, finally coming into herself um you know w- when she gets in this relationship i think and she's finally got somebody outside of her own family that's going to be on her side mm-hmm. and that they can like become this power couple where she can really like move against some of the stuff that's been done to her well and i was thinking that with alana she gets to I would think work out. I mean, I'm sure there's ways she would much rather be doing crazy shit to Hannibal, mm-hmm. but she gets to work it out mm-hmm. 
by helping Margot with Mason. Yeah, and for Alana, I mean, she's been in these sort of like weird fake relationships where she, I maybe she thought they were real. I guess she thought they were mm-hmm. like she really had a relationship with Hannibal and. That wasn't true. Yeah. And well, like her and Will were dancing around each other. Yeah. And, and, and it seemed kind of wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's in a relationship with Hannibal. And it's like, oh, I think this is great. And there was so much happening underneath. And in this one, it's like, that's all stripped away. You're mm-hmm. like, I am in this relationship with this person. And there is weird shit going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we all know. Yeah. And like they're, it's also with the two of them, like they're, this might sound weird, but it's like they're moving towards the same goal, mm-hmm. which I think is really good with mm-hmm. couples. Like they're both trying to right come right. to the same thing, yeah. and as opposed to every having their own agendas that are mm-hmm. yeah, like kind of keeping them apart. In but, the script, they refer to, uh, to twinning in the scene a lot in the kaleidoscopic sex scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. like they like they're kind of indistinguishable and becoming one. Yes, as you do that when you're doing that. I remember um, hearing a interview with Brian Fuller when he was talking about the scene and he was talking about how he wanted to have it be like, you know, when you have like really great sex where at some point you forget like who's who and what's what and it's like all just like very meldy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I achieve. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Brian Fuller. <laughs> I think anybody could be like, yes, yes, I know where this came from. <laughs> um. Then we move on to uh, we've got Will and Hannibal, and they're they're you know going back to Hannibal's place, which is so Gliato's place, I think. Mm-hmm. And Chio shoots sure. Will, which you know she was she sees the knife, but I was like, I think she would have shot him anyway. I think she just wanted to fucking like, shoot him. I just want to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm when they get back to the apartment, and Will is like delirious and mm-hmm. out of it, and all this stuff. I'm like, okay. All the shit he's been through and like a gunshot to the shoulder is the he's just like ah oh. Well has Hanwell hasn't um uh drugged him yet at that point. He does drug he him does. like halfway through yeah, it. Because okay. he because Will's like, no, 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 no. Right. And I and and I guess Hannibal's he, like, yes, 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 yes. He also said that to the soup, so Oh yeah. But but Hugh Dancy does a great his reaction when mm-hmm. Hannibal pulls out the what the syringe mm-hmm. or whatever, I thought was fucking great because it's mm-hmm. it's very much a like this this has been done to me and don't do that to me again. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, there's like just the way he does that. There's like a sadness to it. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to do the shit to me Mm -hmm. that you did to me before. Yeah. Yeah. So dramatic. Yeah. And it's just funny watching that scene now because it's been so um, edited and cropped by the fandom Uh to have different meetings. (laughs) Like, Oh yeah. It's this scene. (laughs) Well, and there's, this whole surrealness with the smoke and mm-hmm. the Wendigo and mm-hmm. all of that. I, I just had a comment that I was like, I was just really impressed. I was like, there are some fucking creative ass people working on this show. So like, beautiful. That yeah. was so great. Like yeah. such a fantastic way of putting a visual to like a relate, you know, like the mm-hmm. non visual parts of what's happening like the di- like putting a visual to the dynamic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. yeah that was really that was really really good um jack shows up and i just had a note that he really brings out primal reactions and hannibal like the two of them relate to each other on such a physical level mm-hmm. that is great i was like what is this a dog um and 
I do love the like animals under the table. I was like, it's, the table. it's just like the thing of like the killers inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, though when he gets it on the back of the leg, I was like, geez, uh, in a way, I'm like, Jack's a dick, but man, the poor man has been through a lot. And that's from somewhere, and I can't remember where. Oh, wait, I do remember. So Hannibal under the table, and he goes for his Achilles tendon to mm-hmm. kind of like completely disable him because you can do that. Like people yeah. just drop. Yeah. Is so in Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. in the original, there's a scene where. I won't go into it, but yeah, there's somebody under the bed who just like, oh, it's so fucking creepy. And in a way, I mean, I am also guessing that the Georgia Mad Madsen mm-hmm. is like a oh, reference yeah. to the Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing here. And it's funny because she was under the bed, but she wasn't. No, she did kill people. Yeah, she did. So yeah, it kind of like yeah. But every time, and there's some other movie where it happens to some guy in a parking lot or something. And it stuck with me because, like, every time I'm standing, like, in a parking lot, like, somebody's under a car, right? It caught my Achilles dead. Somebody could get under my car. It'd be amazing. But SUVs, fuck that shit. Anybody could be under there. But it's a very creepy feeling to think that somebody's just ready to, like, disable you with a... Well, and, you know, Jack just rolls in there and he's looking around and looking around and looking around. And he doesn't look under the table, which does not have, like, a tablecloth or anything. Yeah. I guess he's just the the spectacle of Will tied up. Yeah, is, yeah, too much, too much to have. Um. Oh, sorry. I was the. It's the Bedelia with the, with the cop, which is such a great like. <laughs> I realized I was like, it's kind of strange in a way to take, take her, like to have that little interlude mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was sort of strange. It is. But I guess it's like all building towards future stuff. Because I think this is the last you see of her until the very end. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Because she like pieces out and does Bedelia stuff. Oh, no. So she is speaking later on about Mm. her life with Hannibal. And Will shows up at her lecture. Oh, yeah, and they have that, and they have the caddy. The caddy oh, shit. God, I forgot about the caddy thing. And then Will ends up doing, like, therapy sessions with her <sighs> or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what the the arrangement is yeah. <laughs> for that. We have to keep the Hannibal memory alive. You got to keep the home <laughs> fires burning while, you're, while your man is in jail. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they have, like, their little bitch fest sessions. Like, who who was loved by Hannibal more? Who went behind the curtain more? I don't know why Bedelia would ever think that Hannibal likes her better than Will. Uh, I mean, it seems pretty clear. I think Bedelia has some sort of, like, I I at least know I'm willing to go. Like, I'm willing to go there with him. Mm-hmm. And you're playing chicken mm-hmm. kind of thing happening. But... When we'll get there, we'll talk about it. Because I totally just like spaced out on that. But it's so great. (laughs) It's been because I'm not a show Mm rewatcher. So I've seen bits and pieces of things, but I haven't really. Yeah, I haven't followed through any of the rewatches. That it is kind of like, wow. (laughs) Cool. I forgot this. So yeah, she shows up. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, And 
one of my last comments about Hannibal. He's such a petty bitch. <laughs> he's a petty <laughs> fucking bitch. God damn it. His own worst enemy. I know. I mean, in a way, I have a tiny, like, half a percent of compassion for him because really sad shit motivates yeah. his behavior. Yeah. But it's still real petty. Like I said, he's a survivor and mm-hmm. he's found his way to live life, but it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Mom cat agrees. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> Thanks, mom cat. That's so good, kitty. Kitty sound. I know she's pretty obliging. <laughs> very, very deep insights. She's like, this stuff sucks. <laughs> she's like, yes, eat his brains. <laughs> he sucks. That sounds I, like a great decision. I do that to my ex too. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even have an ex. I'm a cat. <laughs> She'd probably do it to Ranger if she could. We don't know her relationship with the baby mama. Uh, papa. Baby Papa, yeah. She is the mama. <laughs> when she got here, she had kittens. Aw. Um, that she alternately would, like, beat the crap out of and then take care of. Mm. She would take their toys from them to play because yeah. she was young. Go mom cat. Yeah. <laughs> many, many facets. Um, so yeah, and then that was uh, that was the end of that. You know, hanging in the upside <gasps> down in Muskrat Farm. I'm so excited. Well, and I'm like, so uh, Will's got a gun- untreated gunshot wound uh-huh. and like a head wound. They, they patch him up though. They do later, but he's just hanging in that. He has been flown from Italy and then hung upside down. I'm I'm gonna imagine that they just like hung them up like right outside the gates. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the people who work for me said, you got to be real fucked up, motherfucker, to do mm-hmm. that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so next time, Dylan's favorite episode. I, I'm going to, like, I'll have to cook something special. Ooh. Maybe we'll have Peking duck. <laughs> I don't, I think I had Peking duck once as a kid. Mm-hmm. And... Not since I don't think I've. Ever. It's really hard to do. You have to inflate it and hang it and the whole thing, unless you just buy it. Yeah. So yeah, mm, I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Yeah, yeah. Let's go get food. Yes. Um. So for recommendations, uh, I had put down that Jen and I are deep into the Thai boy love dramas. <laughs> well, you've watched a couple now. Yeah. I haven't watched, uh, so I've been watching K-dramas and mm-hmm. then, of course, The Untamed, like mm-hmm. a C-drama that's kind of BL, but like in a, in a the very source material tamed is. way. The source yeah. material is, yeah. Um, I've never watched any Thai ones until I watched Kin Porsche, and I guess I'm jumping in the deep end. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> I've watched, um, no, I've seen more uh, Taiwanese. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and I had like started a tie one once and it was like a lot of times this is, if anybody's going to get on my ass, I don't know the genre very well. Mm-hmm. So stop. <laughs> but what I had tried were more like college mm-hmm. age stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't really like the dynamics that were being played out. And they felt uh, a lot of, like too young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I hadn't really checked him out. And then what it was is somebody had done that Twitter thread, and I decided to just work my way through it. So I had only seen that other... I just finished that one bad buddy, which is a college age one, but ended up having like some really great relationship dynamics mm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd seen everybody fussing about Kim Portion. I was like, okay, and when you tweet or when you message me and you're like, are they all this explicit? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I know. Well, I, you know, people were talking about it and, I, and it's like to watch the version that's the, the spicy version that's uh-huh. not for TV, you have to get like the $10 a month thing. And I was, so I waited until most of it is over because mm. it's on like episode 10 now and there's 14. And I was like, you know what? This is why I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. $10 a month. Give Capitalism my, for yes. the powers of good. Give me my entertainment. <laughs> um, so yeah. So there's that. But um, yeah, but it's it's fun and it's ridiculous. And I have laughed out loud at many moments of it. And I know you're not as far in yeah, yeah. as I am, so I'm not going to talk that much about it but i keep getting the teasers but it was i was like oh we've already gotten here by episode three and oh we've gotten there by episode four (laughs) wow i'm telling you just wait till episode seven i was yeah i was clutching my pearls (laughs) you know and especially after watching a lot of k-dramas we're like if people even have a kiss that's decent oh my god yeah like at the very at like episode 14 they'll like wake up in bed fully clothed or something you're like what happened i don't know and i'm like oh my god i think they had sex (laughs) this is amazing and then showered and brushed their teeth and put on clothes and got back into bed (laughs) (laughs) well then just watching um uh like watching the sea dramas where it's like lingering longing glances and or total eye fucking but no actual like anything right (laughs) and it's like oh man this is so romantic (laughs) well it does feel like you know you're like the k-dramas and especially like the untamed and i actually like this it's more like a jane austen Mm. novel Mm -hmm. you know it's very much like (gasps) he showed a knee he showed an ankle (gasps) somebody's collarbones are exposed They looked at each other like that across the room. <gasps> I love it. It does build up all it's that great. delicious tension. Yeah, it's. I mean, I yeah, I love it. I yeah, I love a slow burn, but it's also really fun mm-hmm. to watch Ken Porsche and just see them just, just like just, go at it. It's yeah. just like it's all toxic, horrible. Yeah. Well, I, I immediately dubbed it the horny show. Yeah, because <laughs> the other one I'm watching, which is um. That when I I told Sunset about you, which seems to be more of a coming of age mm-hmm. kind of thing, is uh very it's really good and it's very emotional mm. and it's much younger characters and it's um it's just uh, there's like all this tension and it's just like one person looks at the other person too long and I'm like oh fuck. <laughs> So I'm watching the horny show episodes after the other one so that I can like recoup a little bit. <laughs> Those were great. And I had like just watched um there hadn't been Korean boy loves really before like the last couple of years and mm. then they just started them and I was watching one and I was like that is a fucking shitty kiss. Mm-hmm. And then they like it's like an ep- the next to last episode and then they never like touch each other again. I'm like, "Oh, this is bullshit." <laughs> Total bullshit. Bullshit. I paid my $10 to go yeah. watch Kid Porch. <laughs> well, thanks for helping me out there with your uh, generous sharing. Yeah, and I, and I have to say to um, to 
our Twitter friend Slippy that now I understand why she was referencing bread sex. So thank you. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and that's all. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say product placement is really funny in that show. I was, I'm, I, I was thinking like. Who are the companies that are like, yes, this is <laughs> the show that I'm going to put my product in? So yes. The previous show I'd watched yeah. had the the like peppermint inhaler oh, stick thing. Oh, yeah. And then it showed up in this one where I guess it was like an episode one or two where mm-hmm. he's all like, I'm getting ready to do this thing. Hand me the inhaler stick. I was like, this fucking bananas. Well, did you get to the episode yet where they go to the fancy party and it's like there's this lady with like a plate of bread? Oh, yeah, she just, like, walks by, and I was like, is somebody like going to make sandwiches? Like, sliced white bread? Like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know if that was at the diamond auction. I Yeah, I, oh, it was before the diamond oh, auction. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, so that bread shows up again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, phew, I was really worried. It was just going to be there, and uh, there would be, because I, I was thinking, I'm like, whoever does the food for this is, like, staging is not great. Yeah, I know. Um, it reminds me though of the the Stephen Colbert thing that was just done. Oh, the subway. Oh, yeah, not Stephen Colbert. Who's the guy that does the HBO show? What's his name? The British guy who was on Stephen Colbert. John Oliver. Oliver John yeah. Oliver. Who Justin's the one who told me about that. John Oliver, who did the whole product placement for K dramas with Subway, subway. is hysterical. If somebody hasn't seen it, look it up. Yeah. And I love the fact that the guy who plays the, I think, secondary love interest in the fake Subway K drama <laughs> was at Annapolis Pride and Devin took <laughs> a picture. Yes, because that was the guy. That was the guy because. De- our friend Devin is a professional photographer and set up, um, I think was hired to do it. Um, oh, like a booth yeah, at a Pride in, in Annapolis. A, in Annapolis. Yeah. And um, with like a backdrop and people could come up and get their photos taken. And she posted to Facebook and was like, I think this guy, this actor guy, like a link to his Instagram, had his photo taken today. And I so I went to his Instagram and I looked at his pictures and I was like, that face looks vaguely familiar. So I looked him up and I was like, oh, my God, he was the second subway guy in the John Oliver subway skit. <laughs> he was the one that opened the subway in the subway. <laughs> Which really, I want to point out, is sort of emblematic uh, of K-dramas because people who are in them are like in them over and over. And I get the impression that it might happen in C dramas and, mm-hmm. and actually Thai shows. Mm-hmm. The one of the directors for Kin Porsche mm-hmm. had a small part in Bad Buddy. Mm-hmm. And I've already recognized two other like extras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, these are small industries. Yeah. But um just how you'll watch shows and you'll be like, oh, the actor that I liked in this is also in this. And I always love when this play- person plays the mom and she's in this, 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 and this. <laughs> Which is nice because I like people popping up again it's in a way that i feel like it doesn't in western yeah i do too um and i mean there are certain movie directors that do that with actors that Mm. i like like david lynch always uses the same same people Mm -hmm. for kind of the same characters and Mm -hmm. i really love that that like and and uh robert akers i just saw the northman and he does the same thing like he'll use like uh Anna Taylor Joy, mm-hmm. who was in The Witch, is in the and for the same kind of like, and it's almost like with fan fiction, 
like fan fiction is good because you already know the characters. So when mm-hmm. you dig into something, you don't have to worry about the exposition of the backstory. You're like, oh, I know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that when yeah. you see an actor on like being used for this. Oh, like, oh, I know who that is. Like, yeah. I, I know the qualities that they bring and yeah. and what's being, yeah. how like, they're being used here. She's the mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's funny. I said Western TV, but then I'm like, oh, wait, British stuff uses <sighs> people all over. Totally. All the time. Yeah. Um, Tiny industry. Great. Um, another thing I was going to recommend was Freya Marsk's book, A Marvelous Light, which I – okay, so I've only read about an eighth of um, – I just forgot the full name of the book. Jonathan Norrell. Oh, and, and Doctor Strange, Mr. Strange. <laughs> it's not Doctor Strange. It's a big, thick book. Yes. <laughs> I've read like an eighth of it. And I, if I remember correctly, it's like Victorian mm-hmm. and fantasy and magical mm-hmm. and all that. Yep. So it, it, this is Edwardian. It gave me the same, like, I think if you liked one, you'd like the other. Mm. But um, a British uh, Edwardian magical mm-hmm. queer book that is going to be a part of a series, but I think focusing on different mm. lead characters through mm-hmm. them. Um, but the thing I liked was that, and I had listened to Be the Serpent podcast, which Freya is on, and she had talked about liking very, um, uh, developed magical systems mm. in books. Mm-hmm. And she does it here. Cool. Obviously, but it was just nice to see. And there's sort of a contrast of like this idea of magic that is like, uh, it reminds me of sort of, um, like Golden Dawn stuff where it's Mm -hmm. very codified Mm -hmm. and uh, precise and all the stuff gets contrasted at one point with something that is more elemental and intuitive and organic and all of that. And witches versus wizards. (laughs) So I'm hoping that gets developed more in later books, but Mm -hmm. it was really good. I like flew straight through it. Um, It's not super heavy or anything. Mm. So it is, it's on my pile of reading. So, um yeah my I haven't been really it's funny I'm still like reading fics that come through which are mostly untamed or word of honor um but I just I got a big stack at the library so that's really been I'm like trying to get back and I have such a long list of books and such good stuff is coming out and I'm like I, reading fanfic is not a waste of time no um but there's so much other stuff that I always also want to read yeah. that I don't want to maybe having like a big health crisis i'm like i don't want to look back and be like i totally failed to like even dip my toe into this thing (laughs) that i wanted to give some time and attention to um but yeah so that's that's been what i'm doing i don't know if you had any other recommendations Mm -hmm. justin no be yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's good um so you can visit head full of hannibal at headfullofhannibal.com Headful of Hannibal on Tumblr and Instagram and Headful of Hanny on Twitter, or you can email us at headfullofhannibal at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook. Oh, we do have a Facebook. We have almost 300 people following us on Facebook. There's been a bunch of follows, and I'm like, bots are real people. I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we're going to get two episodes up like bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and then we'll be back so we can talk about Jen's favoriteest episode ever. <laughs> It'll be great. So thank you for joining us. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.